What's going on, family? Welcome back to the Speakeasy. <laughs> Listen, I have another special guest, but the special <laughs> guest, I got my guy, a, a mentor to many, um, a dynamic leader, um, someone who's been impactful in so many lives. Um, we've watched each other from a distance for over these last, well, for some some years now at Absolutely. this point, yeah. man. Um, I got with me presidential. Yes. Kent. Williams, yes, I got the man, my man, Fifty Grand. It's <laughs> it's it's really good to have you. I'm on, um, dude. It, it it's it's been amazing. Um, and I, I kind of really want to dive in. Um, can't you know? We just already already were in a conversation. Yeah, we, were. we we were getting started <laughs> and we weren't ready to press record. Yeah, tell me, hold on, hold uh, on. <laughs> um. You know, you just came yesterday mm-hmm. from two funerals. Mm-hmm. Um, one of someone you love dearly, a great friend of yours, and then you said your um, your grandfather mm-hmm. had passed away. Yeah, um, and we were discussing just the urgency of life. Mm-hmm. And um, you you start to share what you share with your students. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I think about yesterday, and it just seemed like it's just been a lot of death going on lately, right? And uh, I received a lot of love yesterday um, from a lot of friends, a lot of mentees, family members. Shout out to everyone who showed my family love. Um, NCCU lost a great person, mm-hmm. and. You know, I was just thinking that life is better connected. And I say that because if I, if God had not connected me with the right people, I don't know where I would be mentally in this season that I'm in right now. Right. And just to know that when life is life and you have people that you are connected to, that God has placed in your life for certain seasons to be there for you to just say, it's okay. I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. Let me know what you need. Mm-hmm. I needed that because you know, who's the go-to person have to go to. Right. And yesterday really showed me that I do have people that I can go to. So, you know, life is better connected. Dude, that life is, is better connected. And it, yesterday showed me that life is better connected. And, you said something really powerful. Who does the go-to person go to? Mm-hmm. And I resonate with that. I know <laughs> that is true for you. You being the go-to person, I being the go-to person in a lot of the relationships relationships in our life. And when we experience pain like no other, I was having this conversation in a previous episode of friend, uh, a friend of mine, Mike, when I had lost a job and, uh, I didn't know who I could go to. And I went to my friends and realized that they had my back. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones who got me to referral. They're the ones who got me back in, you know, back in the mm-hmm. workforce, et cetera. And um, having been through uh, funerals myself, those are the moments when you realize life is better connected. Mm-hmm. And how do you go through those painful seasons of your life, those painful experiences in your life alone? Yeah. Um. I think, dude, I think that's really powerful. And I want to answer that. Yes. How do you yes, go please. That alone? You know, 
The elders say something that I find very interesting. Yeah. What's the reward for overcoming a challenge? Mm. Do you know the answer to that? What's the reward for overcoming a challenge? The next challenge? Another <laughs> challenge. <laughs> life is always life, ain't it? Always. It's always something. But when you think about every challenge that you've gone through and you're blessed to still be here, that means you overcame it. Mm. How did you overcome it? Through faith, perseverance, tenacity. Mm-hmm. There are certain things you gain. There are certain lessons that you learn. Mm-hmm. And so I like to look at it as you remember your past strengths to get you through future struggles. Yeah. Overcoming the challenge means you gain some type of perseverance. You gain some type of tenacity. Yeah. You increased your faith. Mm-hmm. You actually put your faith into action. Mm-hmm. Right? And so when that next challenge comes, you take a little bit of that faith that you had to pull from from the last challenge. Mm-hmm. You think about the tenacity that got you through that last challenge. You think about everything that you learn and gain and you apply it to that struggle. Mm-hmm. And then when you overcome that, when that next struggle comes, you take what you learned that last struggle mm-hmm. and you apply it to that. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, you realize that life is always going to be life. But mm-hmm. you do the best you can with what you can while you can. Mm-hmm. Bad things happen to good people, but good people always overcome bad things. Mm-hmm. That's what the elders say. Mm. And so if you choose to have that mindset, if you choose to take that and believe it, mm-hmm. when you overcome, when you read that next shot, you're ready for it. You're ready for it. Mm-hmm. It may hurt in the moment, but once you get to the point to where you're ready to face it and do what you got to do, you know what you can pull from. You know the people you can pull from. Mm-hmm. Can't. Where did you get your fight from? <laughs> Where did I get my fight from? Um, that is a really good question. I, I would say I've been through quite a few things in my life and I was brought up on faith. Mm-hmm. I was brought up in the church. And so I think just over time, I got to a point that I had to realize that I want to be on this earth and I just got to keep fighting. Mm. I want to be here and I had to get to the mindset that life is always going to bring you challenges but when you choose to think about it from a different perspective and understand you've always overcome you've always won Mm. some challenges were were worse than the others Mm. there is more to go through the other challenge everything you know everybody's situation is different but the common denominator that we all have in our stories we're still here is that we've overcome. Mm-hmm. Even if we're still dealing with it, mm-hmm. we have found a way to, at the end of the day, we have not given up. Mm-hmm. And so for me, my fight comes from understanding that I know who's in me. Mm-hmm. I know who God has placed in my life for certain seasons in my life. Mm-hmm. And I just choose to use what I've been blessed with. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There are times where I felt like I have not had enough. There are times where I feel like I'll want more and I've had to realize until you're thankful for what's not enough you never receive more than enough right and so for me my fight comes to just understanding that I got God on my side God has placed people on this earth to be by my side and he has blessed me and helped me overcome so the least that I can do to say thank you to him is to keep fighting You have you you've just this is you just said a, a whole lot there, <laughs> but 
it's your almost like your worship back to God is your ability to keep fighting, is to keep Absolutely. believing. And the core of your fight is your memory. Yeah. It's, I made it through every time. Mm -hmm. Like, I, it's never overwhelmed me. It's never taken me out of here. I'm still living. I'm still breathing. There's still Absolutely. purpose. God still got me. Absolutely. In the core of your ability to keep going is remembering that you never lost. Absolutely. That is powerful. And what's the best way to say thank you to the one who sacrificed for you? Yeah. Is to keep fighting. What's the best way to say thank you to the people that God has placed in your life mm -hmm. that has given you money when you need it or given you a ride or just gave you words of encouragement? They believe something. They saw something in you to want to be in your life. The mm. best way to say thank you is to keep fighting. And so tell me a little bit. You're a mentor to many. <laughs> yes. Okay. You're a mentor to many. Now and don't I'm ask me how many. Because <laughs> you can't count. Them. Listen, I resonate with that too. Um, who was that person for you growing up? Mm. First, I, I would say my parents, my mom and dad. Um, they both were in my life. Um. They were elders in the church and all that. So I was raised in a church. I was in the church every Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, yeah. and Sunday. <laughs> church, 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 church. Yeah. And, you know, it. I had got to a point. It was like, okay, I'm tired of church. <laughs> like, I, I'm ready to do something else. Like, I know there's got to be more out here than this. But, yeah. you know, I realized that they wanted to do the best they could because they knew at some point I was going to be on my own. Mm -hmm. They know at some point I was going to be out here in the world. And so they surrounded me in faith and taught faith because they knew when I was going through, it would be those lessons that carry me through. Mm -hmm. Right. So I always, you know, say my parents is the first thing, but then as you go through life, God has a way of making sure you have the right people mm -hmm. in your life at certain points. So when I got to NCCU, actually was not even thinking about college like that, but decided to go to college and I was ready to leave NCCU when I first got there. Yeah. It was a culture shock for me. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I don't know if this is for me. Now there's an RA and he kept saying to me, Hey, I really see something in you. I really see your potential. I want you to get involved. And I would ignore him. Mm -hmm. but he kept staying persistent at it. Yeah. Next thing you know, I'm an RA. I'm in student government, you know, join a fraternity, yeah. student body president. Right. And so for me, I think what I find interesting is if we think about Jesus, right? Yeah. And he's the goat of all time. Goat. He didn't really need nobody. Big goat. Right? Big he can goat. just snap his fingers and make stuff happen, right? Yeah, yeah. He can just do what he wants to do. But for whatever reason, he decided he needed to surround himself with 12 men. He cool. called what? His disciples. What was their purpose, from my understanding, to be of service with him and for him? Some even betrayed the man. Yeah. But he still found something in them, right? Mm. And if the goat of all time realized he needed to surround himself, what would make me different? Ooh. And so what I look at it as it is my responsibility to surround myself with people 
that would add value to help me think better, do better, live better, be better, and take what they bring to me in my life. And even the ones that betray me, there was something I needed to gain from them. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? And I take all of that and just choose to live my life so I can model the way mm-hmm. of what it means to be a mentor and be of service to others. Dude, that is. Even those who have hurt you, left you, betrayed you, there's still something to gather mm-hmm. from those relationships. And, and then a lot of times what we'll do is, oh, that was the devil. Mm-hmm. The devil snuck that friend in. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even supposed to be somebody who was in my life. Mm-hmm. And can it be possible that the Lord would have somebody in your life betray you so that you can learn? Absolutely. You know, if you think about it, how do we know peace? We had to go through a storm. Woo! Right? How do yeah. we know? How do we truly understand the meaning of love? We had to go through some type of heartbreak. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So in the end, no matter what, you're always winning if you choose to think about it from a different perspective. Yeah. You're always winning in the end because the people that betrayed you or did you wrong, they taught you something you needed to see. Yeah. And I think that's really, really, really powerful, Kent, because I think that's where community also comes in because you can be so hurt in a moment, so brokenhearted in a moment from being betrayed, cheated on, what what have you, that you can only see through the lens of your pain. Mm-hmm. But when you have somebody in your life like a Kent mm-hmm. who can come in and say, well, how about you look at it like this? You've actually won. And let me share with you how you've actually won. Absolutely. And it can turn what looks like defeat mm-hmm. into victory in a moment. Has there been a time for you? What was the, the hardest moment in your life when it came to relationships? Hmm. <laughs> the hardest moment you know that is that is that is i've never really thought about what was the hardest moment for me because they always think we, we got it all together yeah. <laughs> and I always think we never got hurt we Man, never got a heart shoot. broken we never got left or betrayed Man, what was that hardest relationship for you if people only knew the pain behind the smile <laughs> um i i would say the hardest moment for me when it came to relationships was actually someone who I looked up to as a mentor and they were responsible for um, some work related stuff. And I was basically guaranteed an opportunity and I didn't get the opportunity. I find out the reason why I didn't get the opportunities because the person who I consider my mentor said I wasn't ready and I was too young, even though in our conversations they were telling me, yes, you're going to be next. I've raised you, I've trained you up and all this stuff. And then to hear behind the scenes. Hmm. Okay. You said something completely different. (laughs) How, what was your response to that? How did you respond to that moment? First, I was mad. Oh, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. For sure. For sure. And, uh, you know, let's just say, had that not left for work (laughs) on that day. That they would have saw a side of presidential name. Uh, okay. <laughs> you would have entered the war room, huh? What, 
<laughs> I have tried to force myself to realize yeah. and understand, which has really kept me grounded and be at peace with a lot of stuff is maybe they're just part of God's plan. Mm-hmm. And I have to accept it. Maybe there's something I'm being protected from. Maybe there's something that is better for me. And I had to get stuck out of my own dream and accept God's dream for Ooh. my life. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Maybe it's God's dream for my life. But this was not it. Okay. And one, how did you come to that conclusion? How did you get it? What gets you from pissed to that? <laughs> you know, it's, it's taking a lot of growth. It's taking a lot of experiences, but it's just forcing myself to think that way. Mm. It's forcing myself in any time, any type of situation to just think different, think positive, think that, you know what, this is just something else that you got to overcome. How can you make this a win for you? Right. You have to force yourself. Think about it. When you're going through something and life is happening, things are happening, or you need to make some change. A lot of times we say it's easier said than done. Right. But when we get to the point to where we have no choice but to change our mindset, to actually put into action what we know we need to do, just like that, we're able to quickly do what we need to do or change what we need to change. Why do we let ourselves get to the point to where we have no other choice to do that? For me, I just choose to not get to that point. I choose not to get to a point to where I have no other choice but to change my mindset, to put into action what I know. I just choose to apply it in the beginning. Mm-hmm. That's what helps keep me peaceful. That's what keeps me sane. That's what keeps me thinking positive. You know what? I didn't get something before and look at where I am now. Mm. I'm just going to apply what I know and I know I eventually get to where I'm supposed to be. I've been a, and, and so interesting hearing this story from you <laughs> because if I walk into the student center mm-hmm. at North Carolina Central University, mm-hmm. I'm seeing dudes that you mentored while they were students all working for the university. Yeah. yeah. So the man who was denied opportunity mm-hmm. then turns around and provides opportunity. Mm-hmm. I think that is the most powerful thing <laughs> to look at in perspective that you didn't get hurt because a lot of people sometimes they'll be the betrayed or hurt and become that kind of person. Absolutely. I got hurt. I just, I chose not to stay in the hurt. Whew. I chose not to dwell in the hurt. I chose to know that there's greater for me. Yeah. I chose to understand that maybe this is God's plan. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, it 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 was a simple shift in it's mm-hmm. not, not so simple shift in perspective. Absolutely. That is a that is an intentional I have to choose to believe mm-hmm. because there are some people who get a lot of us we get so caught up on an opportunity and we feel like this is our moment. Mm-hmm. And then when we find out it's not our moment, we almost give up. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're so hurt. That this mo- this moment, this opportunity got taken away from me. There may nothing. There may be nothing else for me. So it takes an actual and intentional faith to believe that the God who provided, 
who who could have provided this opportunity could also provide me a better one. Absolutely. And then you are in an opportunity now where now you're able to provide that for others. Mm-hmm. And this is, I believe, the difference of, you know, just the people who talk and the people who really do the work. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to when someone is your mentee and they're coming to you with what they're going through and you give them the the nice things to say, right? All the encouraging words. And there's another thing to have all that, to pour into your mentees, but then provide opportunity for them to actually better themselves and advance and become who like God's called them to be, given them an opportunity to give back what they've learned. Absolutely. And you've been able to out of even the pain of your own rejection (laughs) to open up opportunity for your mentees to make not just better decisions as far as the relationships in their life, Mm -hmm. but also you gave gave them an opportunity to make a living. Absolutely. And I, and one of the things that's, um, I was talking, and this is maybe a little controversial, but <laughs> we're, we're just, we're having a conversation, Ken. This yes. is a little bit my philosophy here, right? Yes, no. So, um, I was recently having a conversation with a young man in a different state who was visiting and he wanted to ask me about like college ministry and, mm-hmm. you know, and he works, um, for predominantly white churches is totally fine. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, listen, we all one body. Absolutely. Um, and his philosophy, I was like, okay, so how do you know when you've won, when you, when you have a, when you have your students that you're mentoring or that you're <laughs> discipling, how do you know you've won? He said, well, if they leave our college ministry and they get connected and start serving at their local church. And I said, that is really good for them to serve and be connected at their local church. But what about their life? Absolutely. Yeah. What a, so they can not have a job face, facing an eviction notice. Mm-hmm. And as long as they're serving out of the local church, you feel like you've won. They have no life skills. We were talking about networking earlier before this podcast started. Like they have no life skills or how know how to pay bills, know how to get money, know how to network, interview, have a resume. And as black men, this is what I said to him. This is the difference between a predominantly white institution and working with black students. You can go, you can go to a, a white, you preach Jesus. You can preach Jesus and only preach Jesus. And that's amazing. However, we have a responsibility for them to know Jesus, know how to um, do their finances, yeah. know how to work a resume, know how to show up in a, in, in an interview, have to talk them through um, imposter syndrome, have mm-hmm. to let them know that they can show up and they, that they belong even in predominantly white spaces to then leave our institutions and believe that they are enough and that they, and what's, what's in them is enough. And that, Absolutely. you know, we have a, we have to worry about the full person. Yeah. Because the, a lot, and it's not all white folks, right? But mm-hmm. all white folks have, you know, didn't didn't have grow up with a silver spoon. Some of them didn't grow up, you know, wealthy. However, systemically, we have to like 
we didn't learn what they learned. Absolutely. We didn't have the opportunities that they had. And so we as people who are, or educators or people who are, you know, in, in ministry, ministers, what have you, mentors, we have to worry about the whole person. And so we didn't, we don't win if you leave out of here and I don't know, you got your degree. Yeah. Because you can get out, you can, you can have your degree in one hand and, uh, Give me some change sign in the other, in the in this day and age, yeah. And I think it is really powerful that you are the kind of mentor that cares about the entire individual, and 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 helps create opportunity for that entire individual. And that's powerful, Kat. I appreciate it. You know. I, I try to, when I mentor, I try to make sure that, you know, when it comes to the guys, because I, I preach church, 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 and faith, faith, faith all yeah. the time. Yeah. But it has to get to a point to where when it comes to your faith in church, that you really understand it's important to not know just how to shout, but how to live. Right. And also when it comes to your life, understanding the older you is counting on you. You're 18, 19, 20 years old. What type of life is a 21-year-old, 25-year-old, 30, 40, 50, 60-year-old going to be able to live because of the choices and actions of the 18-year-old, 19-year-old, 20-year-old? So I try to help my students and my mentees understand that older you is counting on you. Every success and failure in your life will be based off your choices and your actions. And, and you can praise God all the live long day. Mm-hmm. And you can... Worship and you can believe for a random check in the mail. (laughs) (laughs) But the fact is, if you don't work, nobody's coming. If you don't work, nobody is coming to save you. They may, they may try to provide, you may have a friend that may provide an opportunity, but you got to work. Absolutely. You got to know how to live. The Bible says a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. Yeah. And so what does that say if we're only worried about church attendance? Yeah. And so, be, so, so many people get guys like us wrong because we do, we do emphasize faith in church. Mm-hmm. We do emphasize you need, to, you need to join a body. You need to serve. Like you need to, your relationship with God needs to be number one. Absolutely. But it cannot stay there. Absolutely. It cannot, it can't, you can't just stop there. Yeah. You have a life to live. Yeah. I mean, what we learn from the elders, they say well, faith without works is dead, dead, right? But works without faith is even worse. Woo! Right? And so I think with that, it's like you really got to understand, do everything you can to be whole mentally, physically, mm-hmm. financially, emotionally, spiritually. And understand you'll never be perfect at any of those things, but you can be perfect at getting connected to the right people. You can't be perfect at exercising your faith anytime an obstacle comes your way. You can't be perfect at saying, I am not okay. Ooh. You can't be perfect at reaching out to the people God has placed in your life in the season that you're in and saying, help me. Mm. The older you was counting on you. The older you was counting on you. And you said something that I think we're in this season. You know, I, you know, we're in a world right now that is like, hyper secular hyper mm-hmm. shut the church down like don't say 
don't say Jesus. Like, like we're just in a really hyper secular world where, and now all of the, if you go on Instagram, if you go on all the social media outlets, it's a thousand ways to make money. It's all this work. It's work. It's do this. It's do this. It's do this. All these ways to get rich quick and to gain all this. And the truth of the matter is these, all these people trying to build a new hustle, mm -hmm. but don't believe God. Yeah. And, and we are in a place, right? There are the people who, 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 who have faith and no work, but then are these people who have work and no faith mm -hmm. because everything that we deal with is unknown. Mm -hmm. Everything that we, that we deal with, if we have a great job, we can be gone tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Where our economy right now is not the best. Yeah. Our job can be gone tomorrow. Absolutely. Our business can be gone. We can become irrelevant tomorrow. You could have hundreds of thousands of followers. One mistake is over tomorrow. Yeah. Just as quick as it came, it can go. Mm -hmm. And if you work that way, you'll kill yourself. Mm -hmm. If you don't, if you can't believe God, that God will provide and that God will open up a door, when it all falls apart, what do you have? What do you have? If it all shuts down tomorrow, if your, if your job sends you an email saying you have to turn in your stuff yeah. today, what do you have? And I think that is a really, really, really empower, powerful uh, uh, saying you just said, because, you know, we don't talk about the, the flip. Mm -hmm. We don't, faith without works is surely dead, but work without faith leads to death. It's powerful, man. It's powerful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that, that's good stuff. Tell me a little bit about your why. Mm. Why mentor? Mm -hmm. Why keep going? Mm -hmm. You could be doing a lot of things. You have tons of experience. Yeah. You could be doing a lot of things. Why? Why? Oh, why give opportunity to to young men who are you know that you've mentored and make them work for you? Why not interview someone else with a little bit more experience yeah. and give them the job? Why? Why do you do what you do, Ken? I do it because one, I know I matter to Jesus, and I know people matter to Jesus. And he's got me through so much. It's my way of saying thank you to him. My parents have gone through a lot to help me be the man that I am today. It's my way to say thank you to them. I know what it's like to have a mentor in my life. I know the positive impact my mentor has made on me in my life. The best way to say thank you to him is to do for others to be of service for others. And so that is my biggest why is because when I'm going from this earth, I want the message to be well done. That's what I want the message to be to me. Well done. And so for me, I know it is my responsibility with everything I have going on, the pain behind the smile, to do everything I can to take all the lessons that I've learned through life and help someone else see that anything is possible when you just believe in yourself, mm -hmm. when you get connected to the right people and you choose to have a perspective of what I said earlier, that 
earlier that the elders say bad things happen to good people, but good people always overcome bad things. So that is my why. Why should someone else look at their lives, see what they accomplish and go, you know what? I want to help somebody else do this. I want to become a mentor. Why should somebody else mentor? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I believe, you know, we all have different life circumstances. Yeah. We all have been through so much. You have something to give. Mm. There is a lesson that you can help someone else understand. Mm. Mentoring doesn't necessarily mean that you have to take someone and bring on. Mentoring can simply mean you just have a conversation with someone. Mm. Mentoring can simply be. You see someone going through something that you're close to or see a young man that is in your church or whatever you're involved with. You just choose to go have a conversation with them. Sometimes that's all people need is just a conversation. They just need to know that someone actually cares. Mm. You know, and, you know, I think with mentoring, everyone may not be the best at being a mentor, depending on what they have going through. Mm -hmm. But that does not mean that you can't be of service, whether it's you just giving back, doing community service. Your smile may be the only thing somebody needed Ooh. in that day to keep moving. You choosing to get out of yourself and be of service to others, the the interaction that you have with somebody, just having a conversation just because you were volunteering for something and part of the volunteering just talking to somebody. The conversation you have with somebody may have been the one thing that person needed to just keep pushing. So mentoring is not just, oh, I have a bunch of mentees and, I, and I'm, you know, getting on them and holding them accountable. It'll be, you know what? I'm just going to choose to be of service and be in the moment. Yeah. In the service that I'm doing. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Yes. Um, Dude. And I look at mentoring as an airplane. Something I share with my, my mentees all the time, if I can share with Yes, you, please. Right? <laughs> when I get asked to, to be a mentor and I ask them, a couple things I've asked them when someone asked me to be their mentor is why do you want me to be your mentor? Mm -hmm. And what do you want from a mentor? And if they can't answer that question for me, I make them go back and think about it because I need to make sure that I can give you what you need. Yeah. Right. And when we talk about mentoring, something I tell them is think about it like a plane. The purpose of the plane is to get to a destination. The destination for my students is graduation, mm -hmm. their careers their future families, if they desire your future family, them living their best lives, how they want to live it, not how other people think they should live it, mm -hmm. right? Uh, to get to the destination, you got to go through a journey. Mm -hmm. So I tell students to think about it in the aspect, you are the pilot of your own life mm -hmm. and you're responsible for getting to the destination, but you got to go through a journey. Yep. What's the current journey you're going through? College. Yep. Life is a journey. Yeah. Right? Relationships. Is a journey. I got almighty. Right? And what do you call it when the plane gets rocky or shaky? Turbulence. Yeah. And what could be turbulence? Unexpected deaths. Life happening. Just life. Just life. Yeah. And sometimes it can be a little scary. Yeah. When that journey gets rocky or shaky, at the end of it, you are still ultimately responsible for getting to the destination. No matter how rocky or shaky that journey is, you are ultimately responsible but, sit, but who sits next to the pilot? The co-pilot. Co What's the co-pilot's responsibility? To not take control, but to offer perspective. Mm -hmm. To offer guidance. 
It's really good. When you're going through that journey and life is getting a little shaky or rocky and you don't know what to do, you can look to your left and right and say, I need some help. I don't know what to do. Mm. Let's figure this out together. Wow. And that's how I define mentoring is who is your co-pilots? Who is your co-pilot when life gets rocky or shaky mm. to help you through that turbulence? Because when you take the perspective and guidance, you have to make a decision of what you're going to do with it to get to your destination. Ooh. The amazing thing is life is better connected. Most people that fail in life are people who try to figure it out on their own. <sighs> Co-pilots. Co-pilots. Are very important. That's going to be the name of this episode. <laughs> That's co-pilot. Can't I want to just I want to thank you, man. Um Thank you. I want to thank you uh not only for 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 sitting with me here on the speakeasy, um but just for who you are. Um it is always encouraging to see a friend, to see a brother, see someone who looks like me um, impacting so many. Um, and, you know, I, 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 I've seen it from, again, like the days where the dudes you now, you know, who are now employed with you yeah. um, were in school to yeah. even the young guys now and, yeah. Even the the guys who helped me start this uh, this podcast, you've impacted them all. Your your reach is so large, and I'm encouraged by your work. I appreciate it. I am encouraged by your work and inspired by your work, and I love how like we can sit with one another and your why fuel my why, and my why fuel your why, and we. Are brothers and connected. We haven't had a bunch of conversations, Kent, but I've always felt connected. Absolutely, like we were. I'm you, you, you're. <laughs> we're both in the same fight. You fighting on your side. I'm fighting yeah, on my side. Absolutely. And then we, when we see each other, we just know. Absolutely, we just know you're doing the work. Absolutely, different churches, different, maybe even some different beliefs. Who knows? Yeah. But fighting the same fight. Absolutely, and I, I appreciate you. For for being in a fight, there's not a lot of us, mm -hmm. um, and that's why I wanted wanted to sit with you, man. Is I'm often inspired by you, and I know there are so many that are inspired by you. I know once this episode, these clips <laughs> go out, these comments are gonna be <laughs> raving because of who you are to so many. And but you know, can I say something? Yes, to you, you know. It's a, you said something that's very key. We just keep fighting. Mm -hmm. Look at this. Look at what you're doing. Look at the family you have now. Mm. Look at the house you have. It's because you kept fighting. Mm. You are a living example of what it means to keep fighting, of what could happen if you keep fighting. You and all of this is modeling the way of what it means to keep fighting. Mm. And that's what we're supposed to be, the example, modeling the way. Modeling the way. So people can see living proof of what can be their reality if they kept fighting. Man, God is faithful.
God is faithful. Absolutely. Ooh, so listen, before he get me crying. <laughs> You're a mess. <laughs> before he get me tearing up. I want to thank you guys all for, for sitting with us here um, at, at the Speakeasy. Uh, we gotta have Kent back. We gotta. I would love it. We 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 gotta talk again, man. I I, I really appreciate you. I appreciate your time. Um, listen, like, subscribe, comment, yes. all the things. And listen, I want y'all flooding these comments. Tell the world what you, how much you love Kent Williams, <laughs> love presidential, presidential, presidential. <laughs> okay, he's a living legend. I was actually just uh, celebrating Mike English. Oh yeah, another one of your guys. Yes. Okay, yes. who graduated with MBA at UNC. Shout out to Mike English, who's also going to be on his couch soon. You heard awesome. it here oh, first. He's going to be good. Um, yeah. I, 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 I love you, man, and I appreciate you. Love you more. All right, y'all have a good one. Peace. Thank you. Thank you.